Okay. Ready? We'll do a, let's do one, two, three, four, five, and then clap on six. Okay. But do but you gotta do the ands. One and two and three and four. That? Yes. And then we'll clap five and and clap on six. Yep. Okay, here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Together, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, no. here we go. Okay. One and two and three and four and five and Oh, I forgot to clap. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Well, here we are. I'm back from Japan. We missed a week, but I think everyone was okay. Everyone can deal with a week off of, of anything, really. Taking a week off's good. Yeah, maybe. Week off of breathing would suck. A week off of breathing would turn into a permanent time off from breathing. <laughs> time off meaning permanent vacation. Speaking of vacation, so you went to Japan. How was that? It was awesome, dude. It was awesome. We were there for 10 days, four nights in Tokyo, three or four in Kyoto, and then two or three in Osaka, and then little excursions to Hiroshima, to Nara, bullet trains and and bamboo forests and... Part of the deal was part of the gift of the vacation, which the impetus for was my wife graduated grad school. Part of the gift was we can do whatever she wants. And she's the kind of person who on a vacation wants to get up early and do stuff literally all day. So that's what we did. It was exhausting, but it's good to come back from a trip like that and feel like you really did do quite a lot of shit instead of laying around and watching Netflix. Now, did you did you see any Japanese people when you were there? I saw quite a few Japanese. You know what's really weird is what? how little white white people there were. Like we thought there'd be a lot of tourists in Tokyo and at some of these like things we were going to cuz they're kind of touristy. Mm-hmm. We saw maybe less less than 100 non-Asian people the entire time we were there. You know why? Uh, I don't know why. Do you know why? Dude, that's a a seriously long drive to get to Tokyo from Alabama. Yeah, well, I didn't say we didn't see anybody from Alabama. There are a lot of white people in Australia, which is pretty close to Japan. We didn't see any Australian people. The only, most of the white people we did see were European, French, and German. Maybe they were undercover. Yeah, wearing the uh, the same mask that John Voight wore in Mission Impossible on the train. <laughs> yeah, probably. You can get that now. eBay or Etsy. Etsy, they got some cool undercover Japanese masks you can get. Well, that's cool. Maybe uh, maybe that's something you can do in the future is make those in your garage and sell them to your fans. <laughs> Dude, I'm not, last thing I'm doing is making some face replicas in my garage. Dude, that's not easy. You got to have a specialized equipment for that. I do not have it. Well, shall we read some emails and see what the uh, listeners are saying? Yeah, let's let's dig into the old email bag. Now, I can't quite remember what the last one we read. So I'm just going to jump in. If we've read this before, I apologize. Here's what I do know. If you read it and you've read it before, I won't know that you read it before. I'll be like, hmm, this is an interesting first time I've heard this email. Well, I feel the exact same way, and I'm the one who does read these. I read them more than one time, uh, and I don't know either. All right, Jed Moffitt says, Bob and Clint, you guys are the best podcast on air bar none. Music, culture, psychology, and unfiltered candor. Thank you. Beyond laughing my ass off, you guys should advertise as an online class on life. Bob, you turned me on to the Philosophize This podcast. Fantastic stuff. 
I just want to say, ever since hearing We're All Okay in the Monday Night Saxon stream, I cannot get it out of my head. I think it's the most important piece of philosophical and theological poetry I've heard since Lao Tzu. Seriously brilliant stuff. Thank you for being on the air, and you guys bring good stuff out of each other. Cheers, Jed. No, that's that's my new favorite fan right there. Well, what's he saying? He says, hearing the We're All Okay in the Monday Night Saxon stream. What's that? Uh, I'm, I guess he's talking about this podcast, and he's also referring to the Monday Night Saxon Pub show that we do. He says he put We're All Okay in quotes since hearing, quote-unquote, We're All Okay in the Monday Night Saxon stream. I cannot get it out of my head. Is this a new song that you've written? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I wrote this song called We're All Okay. We're all going down the same river. We're all going down the drain. All us all together. That's never gonna change. We're all strapped in with no And basically the song, it feels like the song that you would sing if you were drunk on a ship and the ship was definitely sinking and there was no chance of you being saved and you were surrounded by sharks and you're just like, we're all okay as the ship goes globe, globe, globe. It's pretty fun. It reminds me of the song that you had a bunch of us write. Remember that really long song where everybody wrote a verse and it was called something like Life's Beautiful? Uh, yeah, it's called Life, it, Life is Good. Life is Good, but everyone wrote the super fucked up stuff and the chorus was Life is Good. Well, the chorus was Life is Good, Life is Good, It Could Be Better. <laughs> <laughs> but Life is Good. Yeah, Life is Good, It Could Be Better. I only have one reoccurring nightmare. And it's where I'm at this party with a woman who loves me. And we're having a good time and there's a lot of people everywhere, but then suddenly I can't find her. And I'm rushing to every room looking for her, looking for her. But I'm not worried that she's fucking one of my friends or something. I'm just concerned and I can't find her. And so I finally run outside and there's this big group of people. They're all standing around her and they're all laughing. And I run up to her and I say, where have you been? I've been looking for you. I've been really worried. And she looks at me as if she has no idea who I am. I usually wake up crying and I lean over and hug my wife. And she hugs me with all eight of her arms because some point in the night she had turned into a giant spider. Life is good. 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 It could be better. Life is good.
All right, moving on. Thanks, Jed, by the way. You guys can write in, by the way, bobandclint at gmail.com. We have like 15 or 20 to get through, uh, so we could do a whole episode just catching up with our listeners. But we do appreciate it. Write into us. We'll talk about whatever you want. Aaron Vivian, and this is Aaron spelled like a lady. How do you spell it with a lady? Using the lady's alphabet? There's a woman's alphabet and a men's alphabet. Or did they do away with that back in the 1600s in merry old England? I think they did away with that back in 2019. How about merry old England not having zippity doodah when it came to toilet paper? Merry old England probably should have been called stinky old ass England with no toilet paper. Dude, I don't know, man. I get down. I get depressed as fuck. But if I just remember that we're living in the time when there's toilet paper, that just that alone should be enough to make me like, yeah, I can get through today. Your uh, fixation and obsession with shit and toilets whoa, and toilet hey, paper whoa, whoa, with the language needs to be needs to be investigated. Whoa, someone should investigate that. Easy with the language. We've got kids listening. What are you talking about? England with toilet paper? They have toilet paper over there. They got it now, but I'm talking about merry old England back. You know when they had a king and stuff before these ladies took over. What were they using to wipe? Corn cobs. <laughs> <laughs> and you better use those fuckers fresh, buddy. Because if you get an old corn cob that's been sitting in there for a while, a rat's been chewing on, you try to use that, dude, you're going to end up with some abrasive problemos on the old buttocks. Wow. Well, she spells her name E-R-I-N, which I maybe oh. unfairly am attributing to a female, but I, I think that's how females spell Aaron. And also hobbits. She says, Dear Bob and Clint, long-time Bob fan since seeing you for the first time with the Scabs and Husta circa 2000. I've listened to the Song Club podcast off and on. I love it. And really enjoying this podcast, which I recently discovered. I love the comfortable dynamic between you two and your off-key but poignantly funny, funny banter. It reminds me of a much cooler, smarter version of the two Muppet Show dudes in the theater box that like to make themselves <laughs> laugh. Funny, kind of weird, definitely relevant. Dude, that is the best... That's the best description of this podcast anybody's come up with. The two old Muppet guys, dude. That's who we are. We're <laughs> That's us in the future, 1,000%. But instead of going into the future, we're also going back in time until we are Muppets on The Muppet Show in the 70s. <laughs> well, she ends by saying, thanks to you both for giving your fans some laughs, ruminations, and inspiration in this crazy life. And then this is directed at you. Great show at the Crocodile a few weeks ago in Seattle. Please never stop making your art ever grateful. E.V., which are her initials. Extraterrestrial. Our drummer, Kevin, we always have this joke. Like, anytime we see, like, an old crazy man, like, shouting in the streets, mm-hmm. our big joke to each other is, that's that's you in six months. Like, that's, <laughs> that's you in about four weeks. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Dude, one of the, I wanted to talk to you about this because I thought this is so weird. I wanted to get your opinion on it. So apparently in Japan, near in the country outside of Tokyo, there's a really famous thing called the Suicide Forest, where people go, like 150 people a year. It's like the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. People go there just to kill themselves. Right. And Japanese culture is very, they have a big thing about shame and... If you if you get fired or there's all sorts of reasons that one might want to take a trek out to the old suicide forest. But we saw a guy on the subway who was wearing a shirt that said, no suicide today. And we were like, God damn. 
<laughs> so our our running joke the whole time we were in Japan is like anytime some like if someone cut us off in traffic, we were like, oh, straight to the suicide forest. Like someone like littered, we're like, oh, off to the suicide forest, they go. Dude, I feel like I feel like if somebody cuts you off in traffic, the thing that you should say is, Oh man, uh no suicide today. <laughs> Hey man, don't, go easy on yourself. No suicide today, dude. No suicide. We forgive you. It's cool. <laughs> hey, we don't. We don't. This job performance report just came up, and uh, we feel like you could probably be doing a little bit better work. Okay, I'll, I'll work on it. But uh, also, no suicide today. <laughs> <laughs> the, this the funny thing about it is just like them doing something that is no big deal. <laughs> it's <Right>. like. <laughs> The fucking train conductor is two minutes late for the stop. It's like, well, we're not going to our guest destination. We're heading straight for the old suicide forest. Uh, I, I know. Yeah, yeah. I All I know is I got to get that shirt and start wearing it. Yeah, totally. That's probably the name of your new record, actually. I'm going to be doing a search for that shirt and buying it right after this podcast. Robert Atherton says, hey, he wrote, ha ha. I think I just heard Clint Wells say he spent eight hours downloading plugins and that that was an inconvenience. Wow, cry me a river. That's everyone's job every day forever. Give me your job, dude. By the way, Clint, I think you're amazing. Love the podcast. The song Crashlander could be the best song ever written. I was on the seawall in Galveston last weekend with my son, and there was a bodybuilder hawking his goods. As he flopped on by, we looked at his bum. He had a nasty skitty on his undie. What the fuck? Ooh. It was like a nasty potato chip. Yo, not Ooh. relevant to the podcast or the art of songwriting, but man, what a day. Well, this wins some sort of No Suicide Today award for emails. <laughs> Potato chip ass? That's fucked up, man. Well, I wasn't saying that spending eight hours a day is like the hardest job ever, but it is a pain in the ass. That's no doubt. No way around that. If you want my job, that's fine. But if you have my job and you have to spend eight hours downloading and transferring plugins, you will say this is a pain in the ass. By the way, you... Here, here you go. Here, here you go. What, what am I doing? Oh, I'm giving you this job. Here you go. Take it. Yeah, you can have it. <laughs> it's yours, by the way. Hey, guess what? Free. It's yours to have. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. Just get a microphone. Get going. And, and here's, here's the link to download eight, hour, eight hours worth of fucking plugins to start your job day. Yeah, and guess what day two is? Here's a map to the suicide forest. Also, by the way, I don't know how much you're making at your current job, but you'll be making a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're making zero, you'll be making a lot less. But here you go. You're welcome. People do overestimate the kind of money you can make doing what we do. I just don't think they know. You know, They just think we make a lot of money. Because they see well, you, they see you on at a show. They see you on TV. They see your name in a marquee. They see you in a tour bus, whatever it is. And I think they just think that we're all making a lot of money. Well, you you can make a lot of money. It's kind of like it's a weird job because you're like, it's like you're constantly buying lottery tickets, but they're all junk tickets. <laughs> like they're all, you know what I mean? Like it's like that guy that you see at Seven Eleven that's buying like. $40 worth of dollar lottery tickets and then he's winning like $3 here and $5 there but he's also spending a lot of money on lottery tickets so it's similar to that like you can you can you know you can be Drake 
You can be Cardi B, but that's rare. Did you get Lana Del Rey's new record? Uh, I have listened to... I didn't know her whole record came out. I I have listened to the new Taylor Swift record, though. Oh, my God. That Well, I listened to about five songs off of it. It's funny that you brought that up, because they're both produ- produced by that Jack Antonoff guy, but that song, Lover, her, her new single, is as good as anything she has ever done. I love that song so much. It's weird, because that's my least... One of, I think it's my least favorite song on the record. Wow, really? It's so classic-sounding. It sounds, it sounds like it's always existed. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like, we can leave the Christmas lights on because this is our place. I'm like, dude, that was so many years ago for me. Like, that's something you would say if you were, like, literally 18 and a half and it was your first semester at college. Like, Uh, how old is this? How old is Taylor Swift? She's not... She's not 18 and a half. She's got to be in her 30s by now, right? But think about it. She's writing songs for teenagers. I don't care. Like, I don't care. It's just, I, It doesn't do anything for me. And I don't like, I love the way, like that Calm Down song. Like, I love the production on that song. I love the songs. Like, that Lover song just sounds like a song I did in my studio at home. Like, it doesn't do anything for me because I know how to make that kind of sound and do that kind of song, but with more grown-up lyrics. So that's why I don't like it. But, I mean, it's not bad. I don't even know what the lyrics are. I just know that – I know the story behind it is that she came in and played it on piano, and Jack Antonoff, like, got a bunch of musicians. They recorded it live together in a room. No beep-bop, boop-bop, pop shit. Just a great drum sound. Great piano sound. I, I don't know that that that's the first one I heard, and then we listened to maybe five more on the bus, and it got worse for me as we went into the record. Did you hear the one with the Dixie Chicks? That song is good. Nah, I could I didn't dig it. Really? No, I thought it was boring. Isn't there a song about like your kid having cancer or something? It sounds like a song where like you've got to live because I can't live if you don't live. Like, it's real sad. That song's fucked up, dude. Well, you making it about the kid is your thing. <laughs> That's not... Uh, that I didn't project that onto it. Uh, you should listen to it again. I think that's what it's about. Why do you think that? Did you read an interview about it? No, no. I just listened to the songs. It's weird because this this record is really eclectic. Like, that Lover song that you're talking about sounds completely different than Calm Down. Like, half the record sounds like something you'd hear on Top 40, and then you've got this Americana sort of record, like the song Lover, and also the Dixie Chick song. Uh, it's just, it's just kind of all over the place. But, um, yeah, I don't know what the Dixie Chick song is called. I'd have to look it up. On it's Spotify. called Soon You'll Get Better. They're saying it's about the parents having cancer. Yeah, it's about somebody who's not getting better. Right. Uh, and uh, And they're like, Hey, please don't die. The buttons on my coat were tangled in my hair in the doctor's office lighting. I didn't tell you I was scared. That was the first time we were there. Holy orange bottles. Each night I pray to you, desperate people find faith. So now I pray to Jesus too. And I say to you, uh, soon you'll get better. I need, I know delusion when I see it in the mirror. You like the nicer nurses. You make the best of a bad deal. Like, so this person's hanging out in the hospital waiting to die or something. I hate to make this all about me, but who am I supposed to talk to? What am I supposed to do if there's no you? Like, it's, like, if you die, what am I going to do? This won't go back to normal if it ever was. It's been years of hoping, and I keep saying it because I have to. Oh, you'll get better. Pretty 
pretty sad. I mean, the subject matter is sad. Yeah, I, I just, as a song, that the sadness of the subject matter to me doesn't make it a better song. Yeah, I mean, and also, I guess I did kind of read into it that it was maybe a child, because that's the only, if, if something happened to my kid, I, I couldn't deal with it, so. I know, I know. I don't even want to talk about that. The new the new Lana Del Rey, it, it sounds like all of her stuff. I would say if you like her stuff in general, you'll like it. It doesn't sound very different, you know? Well, I heard I heard one song. You probably heard Fuck It, I Love You. I maybe haven't heard it because I saw Fuck It, I Love You on there, and I was like, why well, wouldn't it play this song? And then it turned out it was a playlist. Oh, so, weird. Yeah, so I don't know. I'll have to check it out, and maybe we can talk about it on another later podcast. What's crazy is that the new Tool record's been out for like three days, and I still haven't heard it. I'd, I've just heard that one song that was amazing, that first song. Yeah, I know. It's so good. So good. But then you sent me the you sent me the lyrics, dude, and I checked out the lyrics and the lyrics were just like, here's what I'm gonna do. That guy's so smart. That band is the smartest band, maybe, that exists. Cause he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna write the most obtuse bullshit I can come up with that nobody can decipher. And also, because you can't decipher it, you also can't go, this is stupid. Unless you're you, which is what you did. <laughs> I, I never said it was stupid. I think it's super smart, but it's pure You said it was bullshit. bullshit. It's pure yeah. bullshit, but that's so smart. It's like, it's like those old Nirvana records where he was just making up stuff, and then people are like, what does this song mean? It's so like, crazy But that's what sounding. David Byrne does. That's what a lot of great artists do. I agree. I agree. But uh, the difference between David Byrne and that Tool record is that the David Byrne stuff actually, you know, does make sense. I mean, uh, you know, as kind of crazy and nonlinear as David Byrne's writing is, it does make sense. Same with Mike Doty from Soul Coughing. Like, it does make sense. But the, but the, and, and a lot of the tool records make sense as well, but not that song. That song is pure bullshit, but it's still great. I love it. I love it. It was fun listening to it, and uh, I enjoy it. I don't think you can call things that you don't understand upon your first few listens bullshit just because you don't understand it. No, I actually can call whatever I want bullshit. Well, you can. I'm just saying that's not. it's not really valid. It's not bullshit because you don't understand it. No, it's just my opinion. I'm not saying that my opinion is, is the word of God, even though I wish it was, even though I wish I was the ruler of the world and could have my opinion count for something besides just my own, you know, whatever. But I'm a, I'm, I'm the king of a, a, a kingdom of one person, you know? So yeah, I can call well, bullshit in my kingdom of one. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying you literally can't do it. I'm just saying it has no validity. All right. Next email, Christy <laughs> Newberry. I'm not saying what you're saying is not about I'm not saying that you can't say what you're saying. I'm just saying that what you're saying means nothing to me. <laughs> it, it, well, it doesn't. It should only mean something to you in your one man kingdom. I'm just saying to us normal people. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, how? What did you think about it? Oh, it's bullshit. Why? Because I don't understand it. Oh, okay. No, it's not that I don't understand it. It's that no one can understand it because it's pure bullshit. The snake eats its tail. Maybe that's what we'll call this episode. No, I understand that he's using English words and he's stringing them together. 
But let's listen. L- let me read you the lyrics. What's the song called? Tool. Fear, Fear Inoculum. Yeah. Let me read you the lyrics. So I don't want anybody to like go, oh, what's Bobby saying? Immunity, long overdue, contagion, I exhale you. Naive, I opened up to you. Venom and mania, now contagious, I exhale you. The deceiver says, he says, you belong to me. You don't want to breathe the light of the others. Fear the light, fear the breath, fear the others for eternity. But I hear them now exhale. Oh, inhale the clarity. Hear the venom, the venom in what you say inoculated. Bless this immunity. Bless this immunity. Bless this immunity. Exhale, expel, recast my tale. Read my allegorical elegy. I love that lyric. Exhale, expel, recast my tale. I love that. Yeah, because guess what it means? Zippity dip dap. Enumerate all that I'm on, all that I'm to do, calculating steps away from you, my own mitosis. Here's what I love. Like he does, you know, he's saying things. It's not like he's not saying anything. It's not like it's Sigour Rose where he's making up like words. He's using language. And then you well, can just you can that. you can read whatever you want into that language and depending on how seriously you take what he's doing you can really make that mean something because it really means nothing. I think what it, I think this song is about the band Tool and it's about how they fit into commercial society as artists. And I think a lot of the song is him saying we we're writing our own destiny in this industry. And all of your, you belong to me, you don't breathe the light of the others. He wants to be inoculated from whatever it is, whatever that can be, a record label or cultural standards about what bands should do. Bands should release singles every six months or a record every 18 months. And I think this song is about the band. I think this whole song is about the band Tool and how Tool navigates through the music industry. Well, he's And then that's also also a spiritual metaphor for how a person, a a person who thinks for themselves, should navigate their own life. Which is in kind of, you can trace that thread through all of Tool's work. I think it's sort of a beautiful continuation of everything Tool's been trying to say. Uh, there you go. I rest my case. The guy's a genius because he didn't say a goddamn thing, and you read all that into it, and and so it's wonderful because you found some meaning there. But but what's he isn't. supposed to say? What's he supposed to say? This is a song about the music industry. They want me to make commercial music. I don't want to do that. This is also a metaphor for your soul. No, I think he should do I think I think he should do exactly what he did, which is just be completely obtuse and and uh and um and you know just and write poetry that that uh, you can figure it out what it means for yourself and not and not be so linear. But I I call it for what it is. I mean it it is bullshit. I mean, it sounds it sounds cool, and it sounds cool when he says it. You know, it sounds cool when he sings it. The song's great. I'm not saying the song's not good. I'm not saying the guy's not smart. I'm saying he's smart. It's a smart thing to do to not be literal, because if you, as soon as you're literal with your lyrics and you say like, "Hey, this is a song about Tool and and blah blah blah," then people are like, "Oh, that's stupid." But if you if you, it's like a magician. Like it's like a magician doing a trick. Like He's doing it, and you're like, "Wow, that's an that's an amazing illusion." But it's still. But you wouldn't call a great illusion. You wouldn't call a great illusion bullshit, though, or would you? If somebody said, "Oh, what I'm doing is magic," I would say, "No, it's not. It's an illusion." 
And what he's doing is an, it's an illusion. And it's cool. It's great. It's a great illusion. And uh, and they're good at that. They've always been good at that. They've always been very mysterious. Like you didn't – they didn't have pictures of the band for like the first 20 years that they were around. Yeah, it was like really hard to find any kind of press, any kind of video or images of them. Yeah, and you can't – like you can't turn on Spotify or iTunes and find any Tool records. You have to buy they're, them. They're, they're all on there now. They're all on streaming now. And – Within the first week of them going live with the streaming, all of their records were top 10 on iTunes. Oh, well, there you go. So there you go. Smart. Hey, man, we're out of time. We got we to gotta wrap it up. Well, write in bobandclint at gmail.com if you think your spouse would kill you, if you've listened to the Tool record. Uh, if you keep in, Remember, no suicide today. If you've uh, offended your neighbor or if you've made a B on the test, uh, don't, don't, don't go to that suicide forest. Bob's other podcast was Song Club. My other podcast, Metal Up Your Podcast. Go leave us a positive review on iTunes. And with that, I'll just get out of here and say peace. Peace. Peace.